The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Howard. Now, my friends and I still talk about what was going on back in 1993, but as students, we were completely oblivious, as we should have been, to what was going on (laughs) in the life of our teacher. So, Mrs. Howard, what was life like for you when you had our group in 1993? Well, first of all, I have to say, I loved your group. I love all my kids, but you you were a special group because your sixth grade year was my first year teaching sixth grade, but my third year teaching, and I started in fourth grade. So when you were in sixth grade, I had had many of your friends in fourth grade as well as sixth grade, which was really cool. Outside of school, my life was very busy. Uh, I know that you all would go out and play, and you had friends over and things like that. And being a new teacher still and being a new sixth-grade teacher, I had a lot of papers to grade, a lot of lesson plans to write. Much of my time was spent at school in the building, and I know that I'm a morning person, so I usually would get up early and be in well before I needed to be there, but then stay late in the afternoon, somewhat stereotypical of a brand-new teacher. So those those long hours paid off. I loved doing it then. I still love teaching now. And I think what you said was awesome, that, yes, you should be oblivious to what the teacher's life is like because you're there to learn and the teachers are there to teach. And I think it's incredibly important that teachers stay focused, even though they have lives. They need to leave them most of the time, leave them at the door so that you can focus on the kiddos who are in front of you. Was life stressful? Yes, in a good way. It was stressful because it was new. It was a lot of work to plan lessons. When I taught sixth grade, you all did the cycling, and so you had me for math, and then you had the other teacher for science and another teacher for social studies, and so I had fewer lesson plans to write at that time than when I taught fourth grade, and you taught everything all day, every day. It was exciting because it was new, and I do love new challenges. I'm always up for new challenges. And so I would say, yes, it was definitely stressful. There was a lot going on, but I would definitely say that I loved it, even though it was a lot of work. Did you look forward to Friday at 3.20 as much as we did? (laughs) Sometimes more so, yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I I think that 3.20 moment of exhalation was incredibly important. And I think even still as a teacher today, the bell rings. Now I teach high school, so the bell rings a little bit earlier, but there's still that, ah, we did it. We got there. That's an awesome moment. (laughs) What were the, the challenges of having sixth graders for the first time? You guys presented a lot of neat challenges, one of which was dealing with hormones and dealing with the idea that your friends had changed a little bit and maybe you were even starting to experience the whole liking of some of the other kids in the class in a, in a, a whole new way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Were you ever afraid or anticipating us asking you questions about that stuff? It's funny. No, I actually, that was one of the things that I, I truly did enjoy teaching because being not your mom or dad, 
you seem to feel a little bit more comfortable actually asking questions that you might not feel comfortable asking your parents. And so I don't know if you remember this, but one of the talks that we used to have in my classroom was, particularly when it was talking about, you know, development, growth and development, a.k.a. sex ed, was I want you to think of me as your favorite aunt for the next 20 minutes. (laughs) And you can ask me stuff, and I will speak to you as if I was your favorite aunt, but I want to take a little pressure off and, and allow you to do that. And it was great. You were all just awesome. And you did seem to have that same sense of relief, I think. Okay, I I really don't feel comfortable asking mom or dad about this. Or if you didn't have older brothers or sisters, that was also an issue. Some of you learned a few things maybe a little ahead of time because you did have older brothers and sisters. But there were still several kiddos who were firstborns, and it was it was a new world, and you really weren't too sure what to do with all of that information. Did we ask you questions? Yes, you did. <laughs> really? You did. I actually used to do it where I would have you write on an index card and not sign your name. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember. And Oh, it was great. And then chuck it in a bowl and pick one out and ask the, the question with no name attached to it. And sometimes we would even do things where I'd have you put your heads down so that you couldn't see the reaction of the other kids. That way you didn't know whose question it was, but you could still get an answer. Do you remember what we asked? Ooh, good one. There were a couple of questions about bodies and how they were developing. And I do remember somebody, and I don't remember whose question it was, but I do remember there was a kissing question. (laughs) Like how, to, like, how to kiss? Something like, yes, along the lines of, how do you do that? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not even sure if I want to answer that question. But I think I, I, I remember injecting some humor into it and something to along the lines of, well, you know, maybe you kiss mom or dad on the mouth or the cheek. Maybe you kiss grandma on the cheek. When it's a romantic relationship, you, you're definitely usually kissing the other person on the lips. And you guys just roared. Because I remember, as when we were when we were little kids, my brother and I used to call those kisses as the world turns kisses because that's the what we saw on TV that my mom was watching. Oh my gosh! Yes, exactly. The the, the romantic kiss on a soap opera is a classic. Oh, that's a riot! Well, so what was what what was life like for you outside the classroom at that point? Uh, a lot of it was I was a newlywed, so oh. that was when I had you in sixth grade. That was my third year teaching. Uh, and my second year married, I got re- uh, married fairly quickly. And so, you know, my husband and I were just kind of figuring out things for ourselves. We were out on our own. We had our first house. Oh. A lot of spent time on rearranging, redoing things. I remember particularly one time he was on a trip and he was away and I was by myself and we had a snowstorm. And I actually ripped down the entire upstairs bathroom wallpaper, ripped everything out, walked to the local hardware store, got new things, and had almost finished the bathroom by the time he came home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was busy, a lot of stuff for our house. Um, We still spent a lot of time with my parents, which was great, uh, and my husband's parents, which was great. We would do dinners on Sunday night, which was really, really fun and really nice because it was a great way to catch up with each other without having to cook because we would go to a restaurant, even though you know how much I love to cook. Um, But it was great. There was no pressure for us to have to do something or clean the house. It was just let's sit down and talk as a family and what's going on in your lives, which I think is incredibly important. Do do you find now that 
most teachers at that point in their lives now are similar to how you were then? Ooh, that's a really good one. I think people are even busier now. And I didn't have kiddos when you all were going through school. I still don't have kiddos. I had you all. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes some of the other teachers when I was going with you all were having babies, which I think was very, very different. That was a little bit different of a world for me since I wasn't accustomed to that. Mm -hmm. I think that's still fairly true. You know, people come out. Uh, they get jobs, they get married, they have children, and their lives change drastically because their whole life focuses around those children. And I think ours was a little bit different because it was really just focusing on my husband myself, primarily being a good teacher, getting to know the new curriculums and things like that, but then also being able to spend time in a more couple relationship kind of mm-hmm. area. Is, is, there, is there one thing that you remember about that class that you still tell a story about, and, and you won't offend me if you say, no, we just, I, just, I just remember you guys being a good group. But is, is, there, is there ever one thing that, that you remember? Yes. I, I don't want to use the name of a student, but I do remember that some of your fellow students were amazing artists. One young lady comes to mind in particular, a little okay. redhead. I remember that one of your other co-worker, or co-students <laughs> was an amazing violinist, and there was a wonderful musician, I believe. Oh, boy. I believe he played a cello. I think he played a cello. There were a lot of amazing artists and musicians in your class in particular. Huh. You all were not as much about the sports you played sports and you did that. And I remember another student who played four sports and having a conversation with that child. And he said to me word for word, Mrs. Howard, I'm exhausted. And I'd never heard a 12 year old say that before. (laughs) So you all were very driven. You were incredibly active and you had an amazing work ethic. And that still to this day impresses me just how hard you all worked and how how much you wanted to do well and just be amazing. That's good to know. Well, we had we had good examples in front of us, so I appreciate it. Thanks, you are so welcome. I can't imagine the sex ed question I asked in 6th grade, but I did have my first kiss that year. In the 1993 school year, the Phillies went to the World Series. Nancy Kerrigan got attacked, President Clinton was elected, and Kurt Cobain died. My locker number was 81, and Alex, my guest on episode 13, would tell us that he heard that we couldn't wear sweatpants next year in junior high. The guys I ate lunch with, played ball with, watched Saved by the Bell with, Alex, Todd, and John, episode 37, are still family. Brandon died five years later. And every time I go to visit him, I make sure to bring up the stories from elementary school. Because we had it good then. Thanks to each other and teachers who really cared. Like Mrs. Howard. Send me a note on Facebook or Twitter with what you remember about 6th grade. At Noah Kozlov. I'd love to hear about it. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up.
The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. <laughs>